What is up, everybody? Back again. Another exciting episode coming to you. Uh, my name is Alan, and I have a lot of things to get into. So this episode is going to be all about previewing the coming week. And I'm going to talk about a couple of games that um, I'm really interested in seeing um, as far as playoff implication games, some games to keep on your radar as far as teams we've highlighted throughout the year. Also, I'm going to talk about my golden ticket for the teams 1 through 8 on how those teams can get into the playoffs. Uh, before we dive into all that, though, without further ado, really quick, I want to say this is the Fan Section Podcast brought to you by fans for fans across the college landscape from Section 100 to Section 300. Welcome to the suites. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Alan. Uh, Tyson is out this week. Uh, we are two dudes talking college, dropping knowledge. Before we start, I want to take the time to ask you to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Definitely we'll read all that on the air. Also, to go over to our Twitter handle, the fan section, and if you want to get in the mailbag and ask us some of those questions or give us a debate or something, thefansection1 at gmail.com. Like I said, we're going to preview a couple games that I'm actually pretty excited for. Um, and then the, I'm actually really excited for the Golden Ticket. I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, maybe potentially uh, if your team's on it, I really I hope they are because that means they're ranked 1 through 8, and 1 through 8 is a carousel honestly it could be a carousel your team's just rolling around hoping to be the last four on honestly um but before we dive into that real quick just want to say that the there's a lot of games to keep an eye on honestly um some of them are not as it's not as a big of a week potentially i mean obviously like if you have a one through four upset or whatever obviously that's pretty big um but it's not as big as last week, meaning there's no Iowa Pence. There's no two versus three. There's no one versus four. There's no, um, there might be a one fall and let's hope there's not as a dog fan. I don't want that to happen. Um, but I'm just saying like, as far as the games, I, I'm not expecting them to be as, as insane as last week was, but I'm expecting some still pretty solid games. Um, having said all that, let's dive into the segment that I am actually pretty pumped for. What games to be watching this Saturday? All right, the first game we're going to dive into is Texas versus Okie State. So I know that some of you might think that that game might be boring. Um, no, that game's not going to be boring, actually. Uh, potential, I'm not saying Texas has a chance at the playoff, uh, but Okie State does. If Okie State loses this game, there goes their chances of winning the actual uh not Big 12, but winning um, anything in the playoff. Um, Oklahoma State has, I think they're, I think they're just on the verge of being real, but I don't know. And I know that Texas is going to be a really good test for them. Um, that game is going to be very intense. I think that Bijan Robinson is going to come out, but Okie State has a pretty solid run defense. Keep an eye out for that. The next game to talk about is going to be Michigan State versus Indiana. And Indiana has kind of had a down year, right? But can Michigan State continue on the upward trend that they're on? If they roll Indiana, look for Michigan State to jump up in the rankings, even with, uh, you know, say like, even with a top six team winning. You know what I mean? I think that at that point, they'd be, what, 7-0? and that it's time for them to actually get some love and get some respect in that rankings, rightfully so, right before, especially right before they play um, in a little bit Michigan. Um, moving down, I want to talk about Cincinnati and UCF. Cincinnati, so UCF has always played Cincinnati pretty tough. Uh, UCF is coming off of, um, I believe, 
pretty solid win against ECU. Um, and I know it's East, East, Eastern Coastal or Eastern, Eastern Carolina. Yeah, okay, whatever. They still won 20-16. to 16. The only two losses they've taken, and they've actually been pretty close games, were Louisville 42-35 and Navy 34-30. Look for UCF to actually come out and give Cincinnati a potential run for their money. And if, if Cincinnati, like I said in the rankings cast, if they don't roll people by 40, I don't see them making the playoff if, say, uh, an undefeated – if there's an undefeated team, Michigan, or a undefeated Michigan State, I just think that they're going to roll them um, up into the playoff versus – because the committee, for whatever reason, does not like non-Power 5 teams. No disrespect to Cincinnati. I do believe that they actually belong in the playoff. Um, but this is a big game for them, and they need it. It's it's also a very early game. It comes out at 10 a.m., but that will also be on ABC. Um, and then another game that has a really – there's no playoff implications at all for this, but I'm really curious to see how Arizona State does. I think that that game against Utah is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, as far as the – I mean, who is Arizona State? Do we – I mean, they – they're really up and down. I want to see them be consistent. I want to see if they're able to finally score 35, finally score, like, on average, like, get that offense rolling. I want to see that. Utah's a very good defensive team, so they're going to – it's going to be tough to score on them. But if you guys are able to put up maybe 28 or 30 points, then, hey, Arizona's got something cooking. Next up, we've got TCU versus Oklahoma, and I really like this matchup because – Caleb Williams is the starter. We talked about last episode. Um, Since Rattler potentially transferring, Caleb Williams is now the guy. Can Caleb Williams, after taking, you know, basically, realistically, a week of reps of the first team now, can he take Oklahoma to the promised land? Is he able to get them over the hump? Is he able to get them in the playoff? If he is, that's one hell of an amazing story for the freshman Caleb Williams. Um... But the team is going to have to do it against this TCU, and they have a very, very good run game. Zach Evans comes to play. Um, I really like Zach Evans a lot. I think he's a very, very good underrated back. Um, but, yeah, can TCU's defense stop Oklahoma's now new passing attack? I mean, they really only have a game of film on him. They really – I mean, after that, you kind of probably would turn to your high school film and just, just maybe take a couple tidbits on – but obviously he's progressed from high school to his first year in college. Um Maybe he makes some of the same mechanical, like, you know, throws. Maybe he's able to kind of get a little off rhythm. But that game is going to be very exciting. That's uh, That game will be at 5, um, actually 5.30 our time. So um, on ABC. And then the next game that's actually going to be on at 5.30, it will be on the SEC Network, is Ole Miss at Tennessee. I want to see, because we've heard a lot about the Vols being kind of, they got destroyed in the transfer portal, lost a lot of talent. I mean, four wins and two losses, that's not really losing a lot of talent. I mean, yeah, the teams they beat, I mean, you could argue that they're really nobody. I mean, Bowling Green, uh, TNTC, and then you have Missouri and South Carolina. I mean, Missouri is a, Missouri was actually pretty picked to be pretty good in the East. I think we had them at like a seven-win team, maybe a six-win team. Um, definitely a bowl-eligible team. So, But the Vols are doing a lot of crazy things. You want to see if all that comes to light against Ole Miss. Ole Miss knows how to play the big team. They know how to get up for teams. They know how to stay on their level. They don't go down to their level when they play teams. Is are they gonna? I wonder if they're gonna overmatch Tennessee a little bit. I'm not calling the upset on this game. 
because I think that's stupid because I think Ole Miss and Matt Corral are going to come to play. Um, and that is on the coaching. They're very well coached. They're, Ole Miss is a very, very good team, um, and they're very disciplined. And I want to see if Tennessee can get up to their to Ole Miss's level. And if they're able to beat them, look for Tennessee to be ranked next week. Um, I mean, four and two, they'll be five and two. And then they have a big game against Alabama moving forward. And then this is their their remaining schedule. After Ole Miss, they have Alabama, then they have Kentucky, then they have Georgia, and then they have they finish with you know USA team, and then they finish with Vanderbilt. So the next five weeks, Tennessee could go 0 and 5. You know, I mean, realistically, they could. Or can they? Are they able to steal a game or two? I'm not expecting them to steal a game against Bama or Georgia. I'm not expect, but the Kentucky game, circle that, especially based on how well Georgia plays Kentucky this weekend. Um, if Kentucky, I obviously think Kentucky has a little bit more talent, but I mean Tennessee being bowl eligible isn't out of the question. They're already at four wins. They're able to steal a game against you know Kentucky, and then they win against USA and Vanderbilt. Absolutely, welcome to the bowl season. You know what I mean? You're bowling. Um, it could be possible for Tennessee, and that'd be an incredible feat for Tennessee, especially after they were decimated with talent. I mean, their top linebacker Totoa goes to Bama. They they bring in a kid from New York whose last season who was supposed to be this amazing five-star, highly touted prospect, got benched throughout the season. I mean, I just feel like they're finally getting some things rolling, finally getting some things cooking. Their class coming in isn't very good, but you never know. I mean, getting bull eligible does a lot for your recruiting class. It really does. Um, and then San Diego State versus San Jose State. That's going to be a really, really interesting game. It's kind of like the battle for, you know, Cali, basically. Both teams are really, really good. Um, both teams, I think this is going to be like a low-scoring game. I'm thinking like 13-10. Both like to play defense. Both like to control the clock. Both run the ball. Um, we'll see if – I'm going to pick San Jose for that game. I think. I mean, I really like San Diego State. I've always liked them and respected them. But I think San Jose is actually just a little bit better than them this year. Um, as far as my other picks, I'm going to go Oki State over Texas uh, just because I really want Oklahoma State to stay undefeated and potentially be a, be a bracket buster. Um, so I'm betting a little bit with my heart on that one. Michigan State, I'm actually going to have Indiana beat Michigan State I because I don't know if they're for real. And I don't know I, – I, I just don't underestimate, don't underestimate Indiana. They're a very good – they're a very solid team. They really are. Their record is – they're better than what their record shows. And there's a lot of teams in the in the in the Big Ten that are like that. Um, Cincinnati, I have over UCF. I think that's kind of a no-brainer. But if UCF does beat them, I wouldn't be surprised. I also I'm going to take um, probably between Arizona State and Utah. That's a tough one. I'm going to go Utah, I think, because I just don't I don't know if I can believe in Arizona State's defense. I don't know if they're fully there yet. They've had a lot. I mean, kudos to Arizona State's you know coaching staff, ignoring all the distractions and you know coming to where they're at now. Um, and then I'm going to take Oklahoma over TCU because Caleb Williams, and I said this before, if Caleb Williams is their starter, they're going to make the playoff. Um, so I don't see them losing to TCU, but I want them to be on alert for that game. Also, uh, Ole Miss, I'm going to pick Ole Miss over Tennessee because I just, I, I think Matt Corral is the best quarterback in the class. And I think he's just too good to lose to a team like Tennessee. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you heard it here first. Tennessee goes 0-5 this next stretch. I really I don't believe that they're there. Um, unless they're able to sneak one past Kentucky, um, and that would be likely due to injuries. So, yeah, I don't really have any respect for Tennessee, but it's not – I'm not – and I know I just kind of complimented them a second ago. 
but it's because it's still a good team, you know, good season. Like five wins based on what you had taken away from you is still pretty solid. Um, I just think your athletic department needs to be blown up. I think you need to start over with a coach. I just think you need to tear everything down and just rebuild it. But you've been rebuilding as if you listen to a Vol fan for the last seven years. So when is the rebuild over? You know what I mean? Like we don't know, but um, as far as that goes, the next segment I'm actually pretty pumped for because the golden ticket, and I hinted at this during the ranking thing, and I wanted to roll with it again. I want to list the top eight teams, and I want to say the golden ticket for how they get into the playoff. I got a job today. I got a job today. And guess what's inside it? All right. So basically, I know it's not the golden ticket, but I thought it was funnier saying they've got a jar of dirt because right now – Everybody has a big jar of dirt, and they want to bring it to the playoff with them. Um, the best way for the, and I'm going to just list these teams. Best way for Georgia, and I'm going to go one through eight for this because so right now, and this is based on the eight people: Georgia, Iowa, Cincy, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Best way for Georgia, we'll just start at the top, to make college football playoff is to win out, don't lose any games, um, and. If you want to get technical, you probably still you, – you have to go undefeated based on Bama's loss because if Bama ends up playing you in the college – or the SEC championship game and you lose to Bama, Georgia has been left out of the playoff before with that loss. Don't take any chances and just win that game. Finally get over the hump of beating Bama. Give them two losses. Keep them out of the playoff. That's the best way for Georgia – to potentially go on and win the national title, as well as keep Bama out of the playoff and Georgia to make the playoff. Iowa went out, similar to Georgia's, went out, um, and then all you have to do right now is you're just sitting pretty and just hope for Georgia to lose if you really want to take that number one spot. Um, Cincinnati sitting at number three. You need to beat teams by 50. You need to beat teams by all right, 45. We'll just say 45. I know it's like five less. Whatever. You need to pass the eye test is what I'm saying. You need to prove to the committee that you belong at number three and you're not going to get jumped and Oklahoma will go to three and Bama goes to four. That's what you're avoid. You're looking to avoid. You were sitting pretty at five. Bama took a loss. You're automatically in at three because Iowa and Penn State played. Um, you know what I mean? So you got lucky you were three. You should have been four. But had you been four, Oklahoma likely would have jumped you. If you're Oklahoma, ride Caleb Williams. If Caleb Williams is what I think he can be, Oklahoma's gonna win out. And they're pretend you can't tell me that an undefeated Oklahoma Big 12 champ is gonna be kept out of the playoff. Uh, they've been in the playoff. Granted, they've lost every semi-playoff game they played, but they've still made it to the playoff. And, and them going to the SEC next year only helps that case. Um, so yeah, if you're those four teams. Went out, passed the eye test, um, and and just hope that your quarterback is his elite. Now getting to where the fun begins. Alabama, you need to – you can't take another loss. You need to get to the SEC championship game, and you need to win it because the committee will not leave out an SEC champ. That's your ticket into the, into the playoff right there. Ohio State, you kind of need to pass the eye test. They got you back at six. They gave you some respect. You moved up from, from seven a week ago. Um but you kind of still need to prove, and that it's better to lose earlier in the season than it is to learn to lose later. Um, Ohio State needs to; they they have to win the they have to win their conference. They can't not win the Big Ten. If they 
that's that's the only way for them to get potentially in it because um means you beat Iowa, awesome. Means you beat Michigan, awesome. Means you beat your your one over on Penn State, awesome. You're one over on Michigan State, awesome. Um that's your ticket in. You win the Big Ten. You win your conference. Do what you usually do with the last, you know, felt like 100 years, honestly. Ohio State's always won it. Um, you take that loss and be fine. Um, but I think uh, that's kind of where the bar is, you know what I mean, in the Big Ten. Really, no team is kind of outside of Penn State. You can't take another loss, and you have to do the same thing Ohio State does. You have to win the Big Ten. I know it's kind of repetitive, but that's that's what's going to have to happen because all these teams play each other in the Big Ten, and the problem – it's not a problem, but the fact that all these teams are ranked in the top ten goes to show you that the margin of error is literally you can't you can't be bad. You have to be perfect every single week um, moving forward, uh, just based on the rankings alone and where they have you. Because I think the committee's rankings are going to be pretty close to this. The only difference is is I'm seeing it'll be the committee. This is what I think the committee will do: Georgia, Iowa, Cincy, or uh, it'll be Georgia, Iowa, Oklahoma, Bama, and then Cincy at five, and then they'll probably put. Ohio State at six because they have mad love for Ohio State and they always they always will. Um, now moving on to Michigan, the same recipe: win the Big Ten, don't take a loss, prove everybody wrong that picked you to pretty much that were down on you this year that said Harbaugh would be fired. Harbaugh would get an extension if he made the playoff. Let's be honest. If you're Oregon at nine, man, like. I don't see how you you have to obviously win the Pac-12. You would need Georgia, Iowa, you would need Oklahoma to all take losses, and then you would jump them up. Um, and then I'm going to put Michigan. I know I said the top eight, but I'm actually doing top ten because Michigan State is in that. Um, same story applies to Michigan State. You need to beat Michigan uh, handily, and you need to win this week against Indiana handily, um, and that'll be your ticket in. Um, basically, like the one through ten. Is, like I said, is a carousel. Anybody can, any one of those four teams outside of the top four, potentially will be in the top, you know, in the in the college football playoff, and that's very exciting. And I said this before; it's a very exciting year to be a uh, a college football fan. I mean, like honestly, it's just one of those things where you're like, man, if my team loses, they're out. You know what I mean? And that's kind of you want that pressure. You you as a player, you, you know what I mean? Like. You live for that. That's what you signed up for, you know, and I just think it's a lot of fun. Um, I also think that the margin of error being where it is, especially week six, teams can't lose again. Um, If teams do end up losing, then, you know, unfortunately that's pretty much your season. You can play for your conference at that point, and if you're in the SEC, you get the SEC benefit, like it or not, and actually this year you get the Big Ten benefit. Um, But – This has been another amazing episode of the Fan Section Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alan, and I am out.